fear of failure stops so many people from even attempting their dreams. Not us though at Big Life Experiment. In this episode, we'll show you how to move through this fear so you can create the life you actually want. This is the Big Life Experiment podcast and we're your hosts, Kathy and Joe. We're corporate escapees turned transformation coaches. After over 10 years of exploring, experimenting and doing deep inner work, we've completely changed our lives and we're going to share with you the knowledge, tools and insights we've experienced on our own journey of transformation. Our mission is to help you reconnect with who you are and reprogram your mind so that you can redesign your life. We'll be diving into mindset, life design, and subconscious reprogramming to help you figure out what you want out of life and build the confidence and courage to go after it. Let's jump in and start creating your big life. Hello, and welcome to the Big Life Experiment podcast. Yes, welcome. It is awesome to have you here with us, whether it is your first time with us or whether you have been with us for the last few episodes as well. Joe and I were just chatting about how much fun we are having doing this podcast. We said on several episodes, I think probably by now, just how much this really is a dream in the making for us. And so we have been listening to podcasts for years and it feels just very natural for us to be doing one. We are, yeah, just absolutely loving it. Yeah, I've learned so much from podcasts over the years. I've probably consumed like thousands of hours of self-development content and so I'll be forever grateful for this medium and it feels really good to be doing it my own one or yeah, our own one. exactly to be contributing to that space and so you listening or watching this if you end up watching it on our YouTube channel then uh yeah know that we're really really grateful for you being here so today we are talking about fear of failure and how to move through this fear to be able to go for your dreams anyway. Because let's face it, I think this is something that crops up for pretty much everyone when they think about changing direction in their work and life, which is what we help people do in our coaching program, Big Life Roadmap, and what we have done in our own lives as well. Yeah, and as I shared on a previous episode, I spent five years thinking about starting a blog. because I was scared of failing and not being a good writer and sharing my, my ideas and content with the world. So I held myself back from creating the life that I really wanted and doing something that I really wanted because of fear of failure. And it's played a part throughout my life as we'll share in this episode. Yeah, and so whenever you're thinking about going for your dreams, creating your big life, which is what we're referring to as your ideal life, your dream life, it is going to take courage because when we're doing something like going for our dreams, it is going after something that's really close to our heart, something that means so much to us. And so the idea of it maybe not working out in the way that we would like it to, the idea of it failing, and I'm probably going to use quotation marks, air quotes for the word failing multiple times throughout this episode, because we're going to dive into why we can see failure in a different way, but I'm not going to get off track just yet. Um, But it is so close to our heart, whatever it is when we're thinking about going for our dreams. And so, of course, the idea of it not working out is terrifying. And so it is going to take courage to be able to move through that. Yeah, and this this is one of my all-time favorite quotes from Nelson Mandela about fear. And it goes, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Yeah, so we really need to, if we want to create 
the things that are we're dreaming of right now, really go for it, the things that we truly, truly want in our life, then having that courage to take the action is part of the process. And courage is only something that's needed when there is fear in existence. And so we just need to realize that this is part of the process, that this is part of the journey. And then we can start to embrace that and just realize that we might as well just get on with it anyway, because there is never going to be a time where you are not afraid to do in some form, to do something that is really, really, really meaningful to you, because it is part of what our brain loves to do when we're going for big changes in our life. And so I want you to have a think now about when you think about creating your big life, your ideal life, maybe it's going traveling more and having like more amazing adventures. Maybe it is starting your own business or maybe it is sharing your creativity with the world. Whatever it is that would mean to you that you are living your big life. Then I want you to think, what thoughts follow up that I first idea of you thinking about going for that thing? Do you end up going to thoughts like, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work out? What if people judge me? What if I run out of money? What if I'm not good enough? And what I want you to understand is that it is totally normal for our brains to throw up a whole bunch of thoughts like this because our brains are always working to keep us safe and they are always working to conserve energy because our brains use up a ridiculous amount of energy throughout the day. And so whenever we dream up something that we truly, truly want to do in our lives, our brains then love to throw up all the reasons why it is a terrible, terrible idea because our brains are literally trying to scare us into staying with what's safe and familiar. Because then if our brain wins that tug of war and then we don't change, we stay in our comfort zone, we keep repeating the same patterns again and again, and it gets to think that it is safe and also that it is conserving energy. And so your brain's like, yay, I won. And so we want to start realizing that, again, it's a normal part of the process for our brain to throw up all these terrible ideas when we think about going for our big dreams. Because a lot of people get tripped up here and they think, well, if I'm having all of these thoughts about why it's a terrible idea, then it must mean that it's not meant for me. And then they don't even get out of the starting gates. But what I want to offer to you is that I want you to start to become so aware of your thoughts and realize that if you are painting a terrifying picture of going for your dreams and taking action on the things that you truly want in your life, then you will not end up taking the action that is required. And so we get to start to tell ourselves a different story and I create a different image around going for our dreams as well. Yeah, think of courage like a muscle that you train by taking action and you get uh, less fearful. It's not that you become fearless, you just fear less the more that you take action in spite of the fear. And it's a practice, it's the same with confidence. You know, confidence is built by taking action it's you don't it's not like there's something that people just have i would never would never have described myself as being naturally confident or courageous there's lots of examples where i definitely was not that throughout most of my teens and 20s and probably into my 30s i've had to train myself to step outside of my comfort zone to take brave steps at times even though I was scared. I was experiencing anxiety. Uh, that fear of failure was coming up. And what I've learned through my own personal journey is just to keep 
taking action and building that strength within you, that resilience, that bravery, that courage, that confidence. And it just gets easier because you get practiced at it. It's like anything in life. It's, I, I believe it's a skill. And maybe some people have that a lot earlier on. And I, don't, I, can't, I can't tell you why some people maybe act more confidently or courageously when they're younger. Maybe they just take more risks and they don't have bad experiences that make them go back into their comfort zone. But don't feel that it's something innate within you. It's just taking practice of doing things in spite of all the things that might be coming up in your mind about the fear. Definitely. And, and it's about being able to, like Joe said, train your mind as well to realize that going after your dreams, for example, and facing these fears is unlikely to cause death, which is what your brain is trying to avoid. And so the more that we move through our fears and the more that we realize that, oh, not only do we not die, but we also get to expand our life and we get to create the things that we want and that we're still safe and we're still here and it's still okay. And so we get to condition ourselves to realize that as well. And speaking of conditioning, we have all been conditioned through the school system that failure is a bad thing. And so we literally, it's not good to fail a test at school. And if you don't get certain grades, you might not be able to continue with certain subjects or to be able to get into a university or a college that you want. And so we go through this system being taught that failing is not good. And that might be fine in the school system. But if we continue to take that belief out into the rest of the world, then that can mean that we're afraid to go in after the things that we want because the idea of failing in our mind is so terrible that it means that we are a failure. This is what a lot of uh, us tend to kind of internalize it and then create an identity statement like, well, if I failed at something, that means I am a failure. And then if we walk through our lives with this lens that failing is bad and therefore if I do, I'm a failure, then this can cause us to actually not put ourselves out there in the world, to not go after the things that we truly want and to keep our creativity and expressing ourselves inside as well which can cause so much dissatisfaction yeah and then there's the thing about a baby right when you when you were younger I learned to walk by falling over and I found this really incredible stat I don't know if it's 100% correct but I'm going to go with it so apparently a baby falls over 17 times an hour on its journey to learning how to walk so Think about how many, how many hours in a day and then how many days it would take before a baby learns to walk. That's probably a lot of falling on your ass until you, until you as a baby and me as a child got up on two feet and started walking. Yeah. So essentially, I just kept failing probably hundreds of times before I could work. I imagine maybe it might have even been thousands of times. Well, we saw our nephew, one of our uh, youngest nephews, um, we had the joy of looking, watching him, I should say, watching him learn to walk um, in the recent year that we were bouncing back and forth between England more. And yeah, it was just falling over, smiling, getting back up. And in the process of a baby pulling itself back up, it actually gets stronger, which helps it with the goal of learning to walk. And no one ever tells a baby when they're learning to walk, oh, you failed too many times now, you better give up. 
you better just, yep, walking's not for you. Nope, I think, I think you failed too many times. You're just gonna have to accept sitting on your ass for the rest, for the rest of your life. And I think more importantly, we were all there celebrating him as he kept falling over and kept trying again. And we were celebrating the fact that he was trying, that he was learning on, on his path because we were, ce- we were celebrating the journey it was gonna take. We knew he'd eventually get there. However, we're supporting and encouraging him on that journey. Yeah. And so coming back to failure and going after the things that you want in life, we so often get attached to the result that we want to get that we forget about the, the joy and the process that it takes to get there and celebrating all the work that we have to do and also the, the resilience, right, of things not working out. And then you go again and you go again and again and again because you continue to get better you know oh that didn't work I'm going to try something else or maybe I just I wasn't good enough at that yet I'm going to keep learning keep practicing and I think think about as well you know so many other ways that you learned things when you were younger like riding a bike you know how many times did you fall off your bike unless you had stabilizers maybe (laughs) before you were able to realize what you kind of needed to do to course correct to then be able to ride the bike and We all know that saying, you know, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again. And yet as adults, when we're really kind of thinking about going for our dreams, so many people can end up saying, well, if at first I don't succeed, I'm just going to give up, tell myself all sorts of stuff about how I'm a failure and how it wasn't meant for me and I'm totally not cut out for this. And I'm like, no, (laughs) where did we get this idea that when it comes to going for our dreams, that we are so attached to this idea of things not going perfectly from the beginning that we don't even take that first step and so this is where it's really important to start to choose a different perspective on failure and see it as a way that you actually get to success just like how a baby learns how to walk by falling over lots of times and picking itself back up we get to see failure as the stepping stones to success on our journey of creating our big life as well. I think a really good example of how the, a shift happens in adulthood about not um, this struggle to just learn and, and suck at something before you get good is whenever I talk to people about going to yoga, uh, friends or people that I've met, going to yoga for the first time and they're already thinking, oh, I'm not going to be very good. And then they go to the first class, oh, I was terrible. Oh, I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, I sucked. It's like, yeah, of course you fucking sucked. You've never done it before. Right? You, you have no idea what you're doing. You're doing all these weird poses that probably your body can't even get close to, especially if you're a guy. Guys are so stiff when you go to yoga classes. I've experienced that myself. And yeah, of course I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never been there before. It's like everyone's moving and I don't know what's going on and what's this, where's my body going? And it's confusing. Yet for some reason, as an adult, we think we should go and do something the first time and be fucking awesome at it. Mm. And I don't know, and I think it probably is that school system continuously not getting certain grades and being told that we're not good enough. Instead of celebrating the fact that you're learning um, to get better at something. Mm. We're thinking about the result instead of the actual process of getting better and better and improving ourselves. Definitely. And there was this um, 
there's an entrepreneur called Jesse Itzler who has a fantastic question. It is Jesse Itzler, isn't yeah, it? I think it who um, shared this fantastic thing that he does with his kids at the end of a school day you know, around the dinner table, instead of asking, you know, what went great today or something, they say, he says, what did you fail at today? Because he wants to teach his kids that it is okay to fail because this is how you learn and to not be afraid to try things. Because if we get scared of trying something because we're worried that it's not going to work out perfectly, then we are cutting ourselves off from so many different things in our life. And so you get to view failure as simply trying things on your path to figuring out what works. And especially if you want to start a business, then you're going to need to get used to the fact that some of the things that you try will not work. And that is, though, how you get to learn a lesson. And that's why it's so key to when things don't go as well as you might like, to be looking for the lesson in the process of doing whatever it is that you're doing, to certainly at the end of it, take a moment to reflect and to see what lesson were you meant to be learning in that process. Because if you don't learn the lesson, then you are very likely to repeat <laughs> repeat the error so that you end up learning the lesson at some point. And so we get to see failure as an opportunity to learn, as an opportunity to discover what works and what doesn't, as an opportunity to see what we even like and see what we actually want to go and explore further. And to remind ourselves that it own, the only meaning that it has is the meaning that we give it. And so we have that power to choose the perspective that allows us to continue to take the action as well. And if you listen to so many people who are very successful at maybe kind of totally changing their space in the industry that they're in or, you know, impacting massive change in the world, they'll all talk about how many failures it took to get themselves there. So we've got a couple of examples uh, to just back up that point. The first of which was the Wright brothers putting a plane in the sky. How glad are we that they didn't just stop? after their first few attempts he's like nope can't be done i'm sure someone else would have got there after but that's one of my favorite examples and then yeah and then there's walt disney so apparently walt disney had uh, his ideas rejected 300 times by bankers he was looking for investment and he got turned down 300 times and we think we all know how that turned out in the end because he just didn't give up yeah, and in fact, uh, Walt Disney was also fired from a newspaper that he worked at for a lack of creativity way before this time of starting Disney as well. And so if, again, you just take this, you know, failure, again, I'm going to use the quote-unquote failure as a signpost that it's not meant for you, then if Walt Disney had just kind of given up after, oh, I guess doing something in the creative industry is not for me, we might not have had Disney. And in fact, there's this quote from Walt Disney that I love, which again is all about seeing the prospect of failure from a different perspective. And he said that all the adversities that he's had in his life, all the troubles and the obstacles have strengthened him. You may not realize it at the time, but a kick in the teeth may be the best thing that ever happens to you. And so what if you thought about all your adversities and all the things that you have learned along your path so far have strengthened you to be able to hold the success 
of what is to come. Again, it's all about how we want to choose to see it. And we have that power to see it as a learning lesson instead. Yeah. And again, that's a good example of the emotional resilience that you build when you go on a journey of putting things, new ideas out into the world and trying things out is that when they don't work out, you get to dig deep within yourself to go again, to have that persistence, to have that internal drive to say, no, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to try it. Try it again. I'm going to figure it out. Maybe that's not the way. Maybe I need to go and try this thing. And you, you keep working on figuring it out. But it's that those qualities within yourself that you build that we forget that we're doing on that journey. It's not just about the, the thing that we're creating. So for example, like in our world, we're creating a business and we've got coaching programs and we put out content. Not everything has worked. Not everything lands all the time. But it's, it's not so much that we're figuring out what does work and keep reiterating. It's also the internal stuff that we have to keep getting over, the fear, the doubt, the insecurity, the the rejections, the things not working, and that we become stronger individuals for that because we're not letting um, the external environment dictate our actions. We're building, we're building much stronger minds. And that is such a fundamental part of this. It's not the success and getting to the end point. It's who are you becoming in the process that you're not going to allow things to stop you from uh, keep showing up in the way that you want to show up in the world whether that's your work or your creative projects or anything else definitely and one last very quick example about um i love the story that thomas edison who invented the light bulb when he had done it he was asked by a reporter how did it feel to fail 1000 times in your attempts at creating inventing the light bulb and he said i didn't fail it was an invention with 1000 steps what an amazing reframe and something that we all have the ability to do because we all have the power to choose where we are putting our attention and the thoughts that we're entertaining. And yeah, and that's a good example of just shifting your perspective, right? Of just how you're going to look at things um, and you can then change the meaning of that experience that's actually going to empower you instead of bring you down. Mm. So I think that's, I, I love that example. And when it comes to changing direction perhaps in your work and life so this is something that a lot of our students bring up on big life roadmaps so if you're thinking about changing direction and perhaps you've done the career that you've been doing for so long and you're you know earning a decent salary you've got responsibilities you've got bills to pay and all this thing then a fear of it failing can sometimes lead to us worrying that we're going to run out of money at some point, that we're going to, it's not going to work. And then we're going to end up not only in the same place as we were before, but actually worse. This is a very common uh, fear of failure that um, people have when it comes to changing their life, which we can totally empathize with because um, we did <laughs> make a big leap from our jobs to working for ourselves. And so this is where it comes down to First of all, knowing what kind of risk tolerance you have. Because for some people, some people love to burn the boats and jump straight into things full blown. Other people like to, you know, ease into things. And there is no right or wrong way, in our opinion. It's about though figuring out what is best for you. And so if, for example, you are afraid of something not working out, then first of all, 
ask yourself, what is the worst case scenario? And in fact, this came up on a coaching call uh, in a recent round of Big Life Roadmap. And the answer was, well, I'm afraid of like kind of everything just totally going wrong and me ending up on the streets. And we were like, well, considering, you know, all the skills that you have and, you know, how responsible you are as an adult, do you really think that you would let it get to a stage where you would end up literally living on the streets? And then uh, the answer was, well, no. And so actually what we've created as this big fear in our minds about the worst case scenario isn't actually really a uh, proper worst case scenario for us. It might just be that I end up actually back in the same job that I'm currently doing, in which case, well, you're already doing that job and you're not enjoying it. So really, what is, <laughs> what is the worst that can happen? And it's, then it's about figuring out how you can minimize the amount of risk. Having a plan for, you know, I'm going to build a business alongside the job that I'm doing. I'm going to uh, make sure I've got a certain amount of savings in the bank. I'm going to have this plan B if I need to go and get a part-time job while I work towards my dreams. Again, it's about figuring out what is right for you in this instance, but getting creative and not just letting this fear turn into something that stops you even exploring what's possible. Yeah, we had that on our own journey when we when we took the leap. And we had this question come up, oh, are you worried that it doesn't work out? We planned, we decided we were gonna go for a year and, and see where we were at the end of that year. And the worst case scenario was, well, we own a property that we bought, yes, less than the one that we owned when we left Sydney, but we still own a property and we could just go back to our jobs. But just to give some context to that, in case you didn't hear it on our first episode, when we left our media careers in Sydney, we decided to sell our property in Sydney, buy somewhere cheaper and move to Queensland, which we could live here cheaper. We could get part-time jobs that could easily cover our bills to give ourselves the time and the space to go for our dreams. And so I'm not saying again that that's right for everyone, but we figured out what our risk tolerance was and we moved through it and made a plan for our worst case scenario. And then we were chatting about it before we started recording. We was like, were you, were you scared about, about actually doing it? Because I couldn't remember if we've ever asked each other that question. And we came up with the same answer, didn't we? Yeah, I, was, I didn't even cross my mind uh, about having the fear. I guess because we, we did also plan it financially. We did we a lot of planning, it. lots of spreadsheets. Yeah, we looked at spreadsheets and we sort of planned it all out. And we were very aware of the financial choices we were making. However, I didn't also... I never just thought about it. I guess because I just thought I could just, worst case scenario, just go back to my job that I was doing, my career. And also I was just done with my job. I had been wanting to leave it probably for over a decade. And so I was just like, this is what I want to do. So I'm just doing it and I'll figure, I'll figure it out. We were more scared of staying where we are, where we were, sorry, in our jobs that we were hating and having a miserable life that we were currently fed up with. We were more scared of being in that same position in a year's time than actually going for what we wanted. And so when it comes to you moving through any fear of failure that you might have when it comes to going for your big life, I want you to think about, get curious. What is your worst case scenario? What are you actually afraid of? How can you mitigate against that? And then realize as well that both fear and faith require you to believe in something that hasn't happened yet. So you have a choice. Again, where are you putting your attention? Where is your perspective on things? You have a choice 
to focus on the fear of everything going terribly and to put your energy and attention there and realize that by doing so, you are actually more likely to create that as a self-fulfilling prophecy. Or you can put your attention in, what if it all goes great? What if I make my dreams come true? What if I upgrade my life in a way that I can't even imagine right now? Like what if it actually goes bloody great? And put your attention there over and over and over again. And how can I take one step forward now? How can I get the help that I need, the support that I need to make sure that it is a success? How can I follow in other people's footsteps? And to start asking yourself those powerful questions and to really keep your attention on that. Because in our opinion, the only true way of failing is by quitting on something that you truly, truly want Quitting on something that you realize isn't meant for you is a different episode altogether, but quitting on something that you truly want because you just give up or failing by not even starting in the first place, failing by staying with where you are if you're not happy with where you are and failing by just not even trying to live the life that you actually truly want. And so someone I know has this fear that they've, they told me they're living a six out of 10 life, but they're scared if they go after what they want that they'll end up living a three out of 10 life. And that makes me really sad. So you're essentially, what that says to me is you're willing to settle for a mediocre life because you're scared of it being worse. And I can understand you don't want your life to be worse. However, I, I believe very strongly that going after what you want and not succeeding at it you'll feel so much better in yourself than not trying at all. And you'll live with that, that pride that you're like, well, I gave it a go and it just wasn't for me. At least you can have that inner peace that comes from the attempt rather than that constant dialogue in your mind going, oh, I should have done that. I wish I'd done that. I regret not doing that. Why didn't I do that? And, you'll, and if you get to the end of your life, again, coming back to the top regrets of the dying, you will, might get to the end of your life and wish that you had done it. And at the end of the day, if you get to see failure as the stepping stone to success and the way that you figure out what works and what doesn't, then there's no need to be afraid of trying different things out. So we'll wrap up this episode by asking the question, what are you afraid to fail at and how could you start to view it differently? We'll talk to you all soon. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. If you're ready to create your big life, here's how we can help you get started. Our free masterclass, Get Clear on Your Big Life, will help you reconnect with what you want for your life and reimagine your future from a place of possibility. And if you're feeling called to completely redesign your life so you can experience more purpose, freedom and fulfillment, then our coaching program, Big Life Roadmap, is 100% for you. It's an epic eight-week journey of self-discovery and subconscious transformation. Head to our website, biglifeexperiment.com, for all the details on both. Thank you.